0: Hi, my name is Tyler Mowry, and welcome to the Writer's Mind podcast, episode 11. Alright, welcome to another episode of the podcast. If you're looking for episode 12 or all of the other even episodes, you can find all of them on the patreon.com slash or patreon.com slash the writer's mind. Uh, that is four extra episodes every single month that you get with that. Okay. So today, um, what I wanted to talk about was uh, a book I've been reading recently, um, called the way of the superior man. Um, now this is a book that from my understanding has been around for a little while. Um, and it talks about, it's been printed, yeah, translated into more than 20 languages. um, and um this is it's it's an interesting book it's it's a book about just kind of awareness um where your energy goes um self-worth value uh these sorts of things and so uh it was recommended to me by um uh, friend of mine, and so I started reading it, and I have so far found it very interesting and very helpful, um, and I want to give a little bit of that to you today. So, first off, um, I want to read from the very beginning of this book. Let me find the first chapter, um, because I, there's there's some excerpts out of here that I thought were really beneficial, and hopefully you get something from this. <clears throat> so, in chapter one, it says... Stop hoping for a completion of anything in life. Most men make the error of thinking that one day it will be done. They think, if I can work enough, then one day I could rest. Or, I'm only doing this now so that one day I can do what I really want with my life. The masculine error is to think that eventually things will be different in some fundamental way. They won't. It never ends. As long as life continues, the creative challenge is to tussle, play, and make love with the present moment while giving your unique gift. And he goes on to say, It's never going to be over, so stop waiting for the good good stuff. As of now, spend a minimum of one hour a day doing whatever you're waiting to do until your finances are more secure or until the children have grown and left home, or until you have finished your obligations and you feel free to do what you really want to do. Do what you love to do. Do what you're waiting to do. Do what you've been born to do. Now, I really, really like that. Um, I am a person who is constantly thinking about the completion stage of whatever it is, right? I'm thinking about, oh, when I finish this screenplay... I'm going to be happy with it and it's going to be done and I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel, you know, complete about it or, oh, once my channel hits this many subscribers or once it hits this many, you know, then I'm like, okay, then I'll feel like I accomplished something. Then I'll feel like my work actually helped people or actually mattered. You know, when I remember trying to get to a hundred thousand subscribers on my channel and thinking, oh, when I hit a hundred thousand subscribers, things will really feel different. Or, and then, you know, I I get myself falling, I I feel myself falling sometimes into the trap of of thinking, oh, when my channel is at a million subscribers, oh, that's really when, like, I'll feel like a YouTuber or I'll feel like I actually, you know, created something of value here. And I think it's very, very easy to get into this trap of you're always thinking about, okay, okay, the next thing is really going to be the thing that makes me feel like I made it or makes me feel like I'm done or makes me feel like I can rest and he's not necessarily saying you know obviously this is just the very beginning of this chapter and the beginning of the book but he's not saying you know don't work towards things you want he's not saying just do it feels nice what he's saying is that we are walking around with this fundamental fallacy that at some point in the future, we are going to feel like everything has fallen completely into place and our lives are exactly how we want them to be. And what he's saying is that really never comes. You have to make a decision in the present to live in the way that you want your life to be, essentially. So now obviously, if you have higher level goals, of course you can't live that today in the sense of, you know, if you want an Oscar, of course, I can't be like, oh, well, I have an Oscar today. It, it, that doesn't make any sense. The point is that you live within a process of life that you feel satisfied with that actually makes you, um, you know, feel feel like you are accomplishing something. Um, and you can live in a state of peace and contentment now versus constantly putting off your own peace and your own contentment for this nebulous idea that in the future, something will be fundamentally different, right? And I think that this is a, you know, even if you're looking at career things, you're looking at financially, like this idea that you will feel totally different is sometimes true. Like obviously accomplishments and goals and these sorts of things, you know, help you feel different. And yes, uh, goals are important and finishing is important. But if you can fall in love with a process of doing things, that is going to dramatically change your viewpoint on that thing and it's going to help your progress in that thing. So for example, with screenwriting, a lot of times um, writers are just, ah, if I can just finish this first draft, if I can just finish this first draft, everything's gonna be great. My script is gonna be fine, I'm gonna have a completed draft, I'm gonna feel great about it, it's all gonna work. And this really is a trap that you can get into because you're going to finish that first draft and realize, oh, you have a lot of work to do. Like now you need to start the rewriting process. Now you need to start looking at your story and understanding what's working and what's not. And you might have five more drafts of rewriting ahead of you. You might have 10 more drafts of rewriting ahead of you, depending on how, you know, problematic your story is and depending on what level you're trying to go with this story, you could have 20 drafts ahead of you honestly and that's discouraging to a lot of people who want it to just be done and i get that because of course we want things to be done we want we want the things that we're doing to to be to get to a completion and we can feel nice because of that but that feeling of completion doesn't last <clears throat> doesn't last very long Mainly what we're doing is building a process so that we can consistently get better at what we're doing. And honestly, if you can get into the mindset of, you know, I love writing and I love communicating the ideas that I have to other people, then you're able to just write how you need to and just write and write and write and write and not be constantly worried about making sure that you have a completed story or you have a completed first draft. Now, there is a middle ground here, of course, and this is the struggle of you know, so many elements of life is finding the middle ground and finding the the, the point of peace between never thinking about the deadline or the end goal because you have to think about that but at the same time enjoying a process and building a process that you can enjoy day to day to day to day and doing that for the long term right because a lot of people they hate their process but they love a completion and that's that's unsustainable i felt that with me because i I'm constantly looking towards my next completion. I'm constantly doing this. I'm like, okay, if I can just finish this thing, if I can just finish this thing, then I'm gonna feel like i I'm good. I'm done. If I can just finish this YouTube video series uh, and share these ideas, then I will feel good or if I can just you know get to this point or get to this number or, finish this, then I'll just feel good. I'm always fighting that. And so for me, being on that side of it, um, I am in the process of learning to, you know, continually enjoy just the day-to-day process of life and trying to um, build a day-to-day where I am still getting things done and also still enjoying the time that I'm spending doing the different things that I'm doing in my life. And so that's really what he's talking about. Essentially, you know, what he's talking about is um, finding what you actually want to do or what you actually think is valuable to be doing in your day to day and not looking at six months from now or five years from now and saying, oh, that's when I'll start doing the important thing that I want to do. That's really what he's saying. He says, spend at least one hour a day doing whatever you simply love to do, what you feel deeply you need to do in your heart, in spite of the daily duties that seem to constrain you. However, be forewarned, you may discover that you don't or can't do it, that in fact, your fantasy of your future life is simply a fantasy. And I really like this right here. Most postponements are excuses for a lack of creative discipline. Limited money and family ov- obligations have never stopped a man who really wanted to do something, although they provide excuses for a man who is not really up to the creative challenge in the first place. Find out today whether you are willing to do what it takes to give your gift fully. And, you know, I mean, I really, I really like that. I think that is cutting through the excuses that we create to put the things off that we actually find valuable. And that's what he's talking about. He's not saying, do what feels nice on your day to day. He's saying, stop putting off the things that you find valuable, that you have told yourself, oh, I'm gonna do that next year, or I'm gonna do that six months from now, or I'm gonna do that when this is figured out. Because many times that doesn't actually happen. Now, obviously, you have to use your own discernment. And, um, you know, this podcast, what I'm talking about, what I want to do in this podcast is continue to um, help myself and help you uh, continually think critically and form your own opinions and form your own ideas. To do that, you have to also understand nuance and you under, you have to understand uh generalizations and beneficial generalizations so um you know when he says certain things of course there are uh, tasks that become at the you know most important right if you don't have enough money to live at all then obviously it is very difficult for you to pursue any sort of uh creative or otherwise fulfilling tasks of course uh But that's not what he's talking about. What he's talking about is procrastination. What he's talking about is setting up your day-to-day life where you are doing things day-to-day-to-day that are fulfilling to you and are beneficial to the people around you. That's what he's talking about doing. And I think that that is really important and I think it's really powerful. Um, This is another great part of the book um, where he says, um, live as if your father were dead a man must love his father and yet be free of his father's expectations and criticisms in order to be a free man. That that was really interesting to me. He said, he goes on to say, how would you have lived your life differently if you had never tried to please your father? If you had never, if you never tried to show your father that you were worthy, if you never felt burdened by your father's critical eye for the next 3 days do at least one activity a day that you have avoided or suppressed because of the influence of your father now you know he he elaborates on this of course and his point is not to say your father is harming you or your father has prevented you from doing certain things um but there are, there is also a point in every person's life and obviously he is writing to, you know, men here, and he uses man, but, you know, it applies to both men and women. Um, You know, he is saying that your father gives you expectations, gives you criticisms, and many of these things are good and beneficial and helpful for your life if you had a good father, or if you didn't, then many of them aren't good for you. And, what he is saying is at some point you have to step out from under that and start living and existing without that constant self-criticism that has come from someone else. And I really like that because uh, I think it is a part of becoming your own thinker, becoming a critical thinker, making up your own mind, understanding your own viewpoints, and not just taking, you know, analogies and thought patterns from others, but actually dissecting those analogies and dissecting those thought patterns and deciding how you are going to live and how you are going to uh, handle some of these ideas. And so, you know, me personally, I have a fantastic dad. And, uh, but I think, even still, this was helpful for me to think about what he's really saying, which is you have to step out on your own two feet and figure things out on your own after a certain point. And that is part of you know finding your own fulfillment, finding your own creative fulfillment, and building out a day-to-day life and a long-term life that you are proud of and that you are happy with. Um, let me see. There was one other point that I wanted to talk about today. Here we go. This was, I really like this as well. Um, This is uh, chapter eight in the book. He says, lean just beyond your edge. In any given moment, a man's growth is optimized if he leans just beyond his edge, his capacity, his fear. He should not be too lazy, happily stagnating in a zone of security and comfort nor should he push far beyond his edge stressing himself unnecessarily unable to me- to metabolize his experience he should lean just slightly beyond the edge of fear and discomfort constantly in everything he does so now i'm not fi- i'm not finished with this book um but a lot of these things i'm really enjoying and um, what I feel he is giving in this book and it, it is a life philosophy right you know it, it the book is called the way of the superior man the way being a life philosophy um in Christianity this there, there's a that idea also exists where um, uh, Jesus says I am the way the truth and the light right Th- this idea of the way being a a philosophical way to live, a philosophical method of living, right? So this being the way of the superior man, this is David. Uh, David's view, David Data or Data, I don't know how to say that last name. This is his view on a way to live life. And so I think that what I'm finding in his book is he's really focusing on a day-to-day process of living and some important mental shifts that seem small if you uh, just think about them, like you know some of these ideas on, on stopping putting off the things that you want to do or getting out from under uh, the criticism of your father, for example. Uh, th- these seem like fairly small shifts, but if you actually internalize them, then you realize that they can actually make a profound impact on the actions that you take on a day-to-day. And so I think it's interesting looking at books like this because this is a man giving you his philosophy, his way of looking at the world. And I think that reading things like this, it's fantastic because you get to assimilate some of their ideas and place it into yours. And for me, it really comes down to like his idea of process living, right? His idea of living in the day-to-day, not putting things off for later, not putting things that you find valuable off for later, uh, not waiting to feel fulfilled, fulfilled or contented in what you're doing. I think all of that is extremely important. And for me, I really think that I've spent maybe two full years, maybe more um, in a zone of thinking where I have been constantly focused on what the next step is. What is the next step? What do I need to be doing next? What do I need to be doing next? And not focusing as much on what, how should I build my day-to-day to give me a sense of contentment and fulfillment and realize that what I'm doing on the day-to-day is right now just as important as what I want to do a year from now or five years from now or 10 years from now. You know, one of my goals is to start a production company. I would love to start a production company. I would love to write myself and have those screenplays uh, produced by a company that I owned. I would love that and I would also love to bring other screenwriters in and work with them on you know creating the strongest version of their screenplay and then producing it. I think that would be like if I had my if I had my dream that that would be what it would be because it would be full control of the creative element and also the financial element. To create um, these like screenplays that I would actually, or excuse me, films that I would actually be proud of, that both I wrote and other people wrote, that would be fantastic. And so, that is a goal that is years and years and years, decades into the future. Um, and at the same time, while I can think about how that will be beneficial and fantastic and uh, something i really want to do it doesn't take away from what i'm doing right now it doesn't mean that what i'm doing now is less important or what i'm doing now doesn't matter or the lessons i learned the work i do the people i meet and discuss things with you know that all still matters now and um i think in your own life it's important to realize that yeah and i think that right now it's, it's hard to do that especially with you know there's a lot of craziness happening in the world right now um economically and with the pandemic and these sorts of things um, and so it makes it harder to focus on things that aren't survival and aren't getting to the next month of your life um and so i understand that um but I also think like even just understanding some of these mindset shifts and just viewing the world a little bit differently that makes your life better. I think if we can consistently do that, it's going to bleed out into the actions that we take on a day-to-day basis, right? And that is, that's the whole idea of development and growth and development and growth that you see in a story. And I think you really understand character change more, the change in a character's beliefs, which then changes their actions. You understand that pattern more if you are doing that in your own life. If you are taking the necessary steps to improve your own mental state and improving your mindset and examining beliefs you hold or emotions that are deep down that you are holding on to that you know come from a place that isn't healthy or isn't beneficial to you. And I think that when we are when we are constantly in a good process of examining what we think, then it makes it so much easier to go to a story and say okay, Let me build out these characters and make them human because I know what it is like to do some of these human or to have some of these human struggles and to make changes in my viewpoint and what that actually looks like and what that feels like. And then it's easier for me to write that into a story because I know what that looks like and I know what that feels like. So that's what I have for you today. If you want to listen and watch episode 12 right now, patreon.com slash the writer's mind. And I will see you next week.